Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Apparently, for this royal visit, President Trump was um, considering giving the Queen a racehorse as a gift. And he went so far as to contact some Kentucky stables to see if they could come up with an excellent racehorse. But I think he possibly um, feels pretty annoyed that uh, the President of the United States has called his wife nasty. I think this suggests more than ever that there really genuinely is, is a rift. And we know that their households have split, obviously. Hi there, and welcome to New Idea Royals. It's the only podcast that reveals what really goes on behind palace doors. I'm Zoe Burrell, and today we will be talking all about President Trump's visit to the UK, the latest royal wedding, and Priyanka Chopra's powerful comments about Meghan. Joining us today to share her amazing knowledge is royal expert and commentator, Angela Mollard. Hi, Ange. Hi, Zoe. Oh, and Ange, you're not with us today. No, I'm not. I'm um, I'm preparing to head to the UK to do Very a bit exciting. of uh, actual on-the-ground royal reporting. I'll be coming to you fresh from London. Anyway, we've got plenty <laughs> to talk about today, haven't we? We have with President Trump over in the UK. It's very exciting. And we know he just attended the state banquet with the royal family. And I love seeing the pictures of a state banquet. I mean, it's so opulent. so great this, with the tiaras. <laughs> <laughs> this is the whole point of the royal family to me. It's that we get to see them in their sashes and, as you say, the tiaras mm. and the jewels. I mean, Kate, um, the Duchess of Cambridge, has stepped out wearing the Queen Mother's earrings. I mean, look, it's, the fashion and the and the opulence is wonderful. But the purpose of it is to celebrate this eternal friendship, as, as Trump put it, between these mm. two nations. And he made a very um, touching speech, actually. He said that the Queen was a great, great woman. In April 1945, newspapers featured a picture of the Queen Mother visiting the woman's branch of the Army, watching a young woman repair a military truck engine. That young mechanic was the future Queen, a great, great woman. He thanked her oh, hospitality wow. and, um, you know, seven decades of friendship with the United States. In fact, um, they're talking a lot about the D-Day landings because obviously it's the um, oh, yes, anniversary of, of those. Um, lots of royals there, Zoe. There were 16 there? members of the royal family at the state banquet. It was interesting. A lot of them were wearing white. The Queen was in white. Camilla was in white. Kate was in white. Alexandra McQueen. Melania Trump was in um, custom Dior in white. And a lot of blue sashes. And what was also <laughs> really lovely was that Kate was wearing the Royal Victorian Cross, mm. uh, which is a, it's an order which was gifted to her by the Queen uh, back in April for services to the Queen. So, look, yes, it's all gone pretty um, smoothly considering that, you know, there is a little bit of unrest between um, Trump and, you know, 
exactly. Not everybody loves him. Um, he did momentarily put his hand on the back of the Queen during the state banquet, um, but nobody seems to object to that too much these days. Um, lovely things on the menus, um, halibut and Windsor lamb from the Windsor estate, along with uh, President Trump apparently loves a pudding, so they had strawberry <laughs> sable. But um, look, it's just, as you say, a lovely opportunity to see uh you know, pictures of these gorgeous opulent dining rooms and members of the royal family all wearing tiaras that we haven't seen before. Just a note that Kate wore the Cambridge knot um, uh, tiara, which she has worn before. Um, it's obviously a very uh, favourite of hers. I know it is a favourite of her tiara. She's worn it many times. And we also know, though, that you mentioned earlier President Trump touched the Queen on the back, but he also made another faux pas. What can you tell us about that? Oh, this is hilarious, Zoe. So um, traditionally at these uh, uh, events, there's gifts given. And mm. the last time that the tr- uh, the Trumps visited the Queen to, in Windsor last year, they gave her a gift. Anyway, the Queen was showing them around um, various things in the royal collection that, that had uh, that related to America. And as she was showing them around, she showed them this pewter horse, this statue of a pewter horse. And she said to President Trump, um, did he recognize it? And he said, no. Luckily, Melania came to the rescue and she said, I think we gave that to the Queen, which in fact they did. Anyway, <laughs> it was all picked up and heard and has been tweeted and it was very embarrassing. But just another aside to that, apparently for this royal visit, President Trump was um, considering giving the Queen a racehorse as a gift. And he went he went so far as to contact, uh, get his minions to contact some Kentucky stables to see if they could come up with an excellent racehorse until uh, a member of uh, his team stepped in and said, uh, I think that might be a bit over the top. You know, then we have to pose up with the photo. It, it's just too much. We can't give her a racehorse. So we don't actually know what gift they've given them. But we do know that Melania obviously loves a bit of Tiffany because we know she gave Michelle Obama a Tiffany box when um, when they uh, took over in the White House. So very interesting gift giving. But I would have loved it if, um, if Trump had walked off Air Force One with a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have been great. <laughs> We all wish that that had happened. (laughs) Um, And, of course, moving on, there's also been a lot of discussion that Meghan hasn't been at any of the events. And, in fact, she was quite vocal about her thoughts on the president in the past. What can you tell us about that? I think this is the luckiest maternity leave in the world, Zoe. I think the timing is is very fortunate. Uh, Look, what's happened in the past is that Meghan, well before she was a royal and when she had a blog, she uh, she, uh, wrote in her blog about how... She felt that uh, Trump uh, was – she was a Clinton supporter and she thought, felt that Trump was uh, misogynistic and divisive and that if he came to power, she would move to Canada. Now, obviously, that doesn't go – you know, that's why royals generally don't make political statements because it comes back and bites them on the bum. Um, interestingly, in when questioned about this, Donald Trump went on to say that he thought she was a nasty person. Um, he then tried to um, – he then tried to say he hadn't said that, but it was quite caught on, you know, it was was in an interview, so it was well known. So interestingly, I thought that um, Harry's attendance, so Meghan, of course, is not attending because she's on maternity leave. She she hasn't been at any events, but Harry uh, went to the lunch before the state banquet, but apparently he was just at the back of the room. He spoke to Ivanka Trump, but wasn't there very much. He didn't uh, mingle with uh, Donald and Melania. He was very much on the outer. He apparently went to the lunch, 
But if you look at pictures from the event, there's no smiles or things. I think it's one of those ones where had he not gone, it would have been more of an issue and made more of. Um, so it's one of those ones where he's turned up. But I think he possibly um, feels pretty annoyed that uh, the President of the United States has called his wife nasty. I think they've managed it best they can. Uh, it looks like a real PR damage limitation job there because they know that we'd be writing and talking about it if he hadn't turned up. Oh, of course. And I think there are a few sort of side eye glances I saw from the photos that he was giving Trump as well. He was, as was Camilla. Camilla, there was a really funny little thing caught on the camera where she um, sort of winked at her royal protection officers as if it seemed to denote that she found the entire. So, so there was a cup of tea with Melania and and, and the president um, in the afternoon at Clarence House, and she winked at her royal protection officers as they were leaving, as if to say, "Kind of save me." It was. It looked like that kind of. But look, it must be so amusing for someone like Camilla, who ha- reportedly has a very dry sense of humour, and you know the. She is everything President Trump isn't. Anyway, I, I love these little tidbits that we get. We, you know, this lovely, um, the fact we have this 24-7 news service now and we get so much coverage of these events and because they're so, um, the royal family have given us more access than ever before. We do sometimes see these lovely snippets that really do give them an indication of, of how the royal family are feeling. I know, aren't they great? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. um, Sort of going back to Meghan and Harry, we've heard talk that there's going to be a split of the royal foundation between the Sussexes and the Cambridges. What's going on there? Yeah, look, this is really interesting, Zoe. The Royal Foundation was launched in 2009 and its remit was to look at all the um, uh, the interests that the, the Fab Four, as we've known to call them, Harry, Meghan, um, Kate and William, all their interests. So it's about um, uh, military issues and, you know, uh, disability in the military. It's mental health. It's all sorts of philanthropic and social activism. It's about youth. It, so lots and lots of issues come under the Royal Foundation. It's now been going for a decade. Uh, Megan joined when she uh, married Harry. And of course, if you remember, they spoke, the four of them, on a panel at a Q&A forum uh, under the slogan, Making a Difference Together, uh, last year. Now, that Royal Foundation is now under question. There's a board meeting on June the 19th, which there's a lot of speculation that it's going to confirm that the Royal Foundation members will split. Um, the reason being that a spokesman said that they do work on different um, issues now, that they will come together to do certain things, but that they're um, that they do have sort of they're going in different directions now. I think this suggests more than ever that there really genuinely is is a rift, and we know that their households have split obviously in terms of the management of their households because uh, when Harry and Meghan moved to Windsor, and certainly their communication teams are different. But really. Splitting, if 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 it does come to pass that the Royal Foundation is is split up, or if it if it's reconfigured, I think that speaks volumes about the nature of the uh, relationship that now operates between the four of them. And it would be a real shame, I think, you know, that they don't ha- they can use the Royal Foundation as an umbrella, but I think they'll have to come out and explain very much why they are, are breaking it up or doing it differently. Uh, when it comes to that, otherwise the implications and 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 sort of the um, the uh, message that will be taken from that is that there really is genuinely a rift underneath uh, the the Cambridges and the Sussexes. Yeah, and I mean, we don't really want to think that, do we? Well, I think we don't want it for the Queen. At, at ninety three, yeah. um, 
I think we want her to have an, a harmonious last, you know, however long she has left on the throne. Also, I think, you know, that together they can make a huge difference. Obviously, um, Prince William is poised to be the king and Harry and Meghan are more looking at um, philanthropic interests and a more global presence and a stronger presence in the Commonwealth. But I don't think that that doesn't mean that they can't be aligned and bring that strength. I mean, what they've done in mental health and destigmatizing it has been extraordinary. And I think the force of the four of them and the attention on the four of them being cohesive in some of these things is of such an advantage to the public and to their mission that to see them split would be really unfortunate. But we just have to wait and see. Exactly. Don't we see what happens? Mm-hmm. And now we know that actress Priyanka Chopra also gave an interview where she talked a lot about Megan. What did she say? Mm, so she was giving an interview in the Sunday Times at the weekend. Um, she talked a lot about her friendship with Megan, how she hadn't changed since she'd met her, that the beauty of her is that she's been a lot through, you know, a lot been through a lot herself and that she was pretty strong and that she was saying that she's still the same chick as she was before she started dating Harry. But she did acknowledge that there had been a lot of um, unflattering reports about her and she said it was really unfortunate. But she said if anyone could handle it, it was Megan. And um, she said, you know, she really genuinely is authentic and the things she talks about now, the things that she has influence over and, and is, uh, sees as important is exactly what she thought about in the past. So um, she also did speak about the fact of racism and and felt that that definitely uh, had a part to play in some of the comments that were made about Megan. Now, as an in, um, Indian-born actress, um, you know, she would, she would know that herself um, and she spoke at length about um, activism, feminism, and race within that um, within that interview. But she said, you know, Megan is such a progressive and modern girl. She's just what the world is today—a self-made woman who looks like each one of us. And I thought that was actually really, you know, lovely synopsis of her friend. Yeah, wow, very touching comments from her, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, and I'm sure that means a lot to Megan as well. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we had that documentary recently where I thought the people that spoke were completely off the mark. Daniel Martin, who blubbed all the way through that video with this is the Gail King documentary on CBS. I just thought it was inappropriate and self-indulgent. And I think Megan being, who's trying to position herself as someone of strength, who doesn't read media um, total tattle about her, would not be impressed or with that kind of high drama that was in that um, documentary. I think Priyanka's message that she's strong getting on with it is a far more um, beneficial one to Megan at this stage. Yes, isn't it? And of course, I have to ask, there was another royal wedding that happened just recently, which is very exciting. Can you tell us a bit about that? Oh, I love the pictures from this wedding. So we don't often talk about the Grimaldi family of Monaco because we've got all the royals in um, England. And then we've obviously got our Princess Mary in um, Denmark. But of course, but we forget this this family, and they are, has to be said, the most attractive royal family in Europe. Uh, Princess Grace certainly delivered some stunning genes to her own daughters, um, Caroline and Stephanie, and her granddaughter, Charlotte Kasaragi, has married. Now, she married her um, boyfriend, Dimitri. They have a child together. They've actually both had children in previous relationships before. But what was really lovely about this wedding is that Charlotte, she looked like Princess Grace. She had her hair smoothed back into a sort of low bun and she was wearing a, a 
an extraordinary Cartier diamond necklace that had belonged to her grandmother. In fact, Prince Rainier gave that necklace, this sort of three-string diamond necklace, to Princess Grace on their wedding day. So very significant. She was also wearing a spectacular Chanel dress. And um, honestly, if you know, if you want to have a look at pictures of royalty doing royalty very well, look at these ones. <laughs> oh, I know. Didn't she look absolutely gorgeous? Mm. Very good genes in that family. <laughs> she has. Oh, gosh, they're all, all the children are attractive. Um, but um, anyway, do they do good work? One would hope so. She's only 11th in line to the throne. So I don't think, you know, I don't think it's likely that she's going to. Um, anyway, we've got Prince Albert who will take over. Um and when uh, when the time comes, so yes, she's the um, she's the daughter of Princess Caroline, who in turn was the daughter of Princess Grace. Oh, thanks. And um, I sort of just thought I would quickly ask too. We know that the trooping the colour is coming up this weekend. Very exciting. What can we expect? Mm, well, there's a lot of speculation that we will see Megan for the first time um, since she introduced uh, Baby Archie to the world. The Trooping of the Colour is a major event in the summer calendar. Really gorgeous. Um, it's usually a lot of colour, as it, you know, the Trooping of the Colour. It's um, they, they're on the all the royals are on the balcony at Buckingham Palace, um, and they all get involved. The children are involved. Like you might remember when. Prince George uh, was on the balcony and he and his cousins, um, Isla and Savannah uh, Phillips, they were joking around and I think it was Savannah, the eldest one, who put her hand over over George's mouth. So it's always a really um, sort of important, I mean, it marks the Queen's birthday, but, but a beautiful event in England. So hopefully we'll see Meghan. Interestingly, Fergie has been, um, she was watching the um, rehearsals for the Trooping of the Colour. I mean, it's a huge grand event that takes place down the Mall. Um, and she was watching Andrew taking part in the, in the rehearsals for it. And she tweeted about it and she, uh, you know, sort of said how wonderful he is and blah, 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 paying tribute to him yet again on social media and the pictures of her laughing at him and the, both their daughters with them, which is just utterly gorgeous because, you know, it's so nice that we've got this um, family that even though the parents are separated, they get on brilliantly or mm. they're divorced, actually. Um, anyway, all the comments under this uh, this tweet were, and, and um, oh, sorry, these Instagram pictures were all about, come on, can you just get married again already? <laughs> and um, I love Loved all the comments, and it's it, and but Fergie has actually said in the past, while the two of them do get on brilliantly, she said we are the most happiest unmarried couple in the world. So I don't think that we will see them get married, but it's always charming to see her making comments about her husband, like she's just completely besotted with him. But I think it's it's look, I think. She was very much on the outer with the royal family for many years. I mean, she did some uh, really ill-judged things, uh, which led to her being pretty much out in the cold. Since Eugenie's wedding, of course, which was um, covered and it was at St. George's um, Chapel, got a lot of attention. Uh, she's sort of a bit more you know, sort of accepted now. She sometimes spends Christmas with the royal. She spent, She goes, she's invited to events. And there's been a softening towards her, but she's certainly capitalising on it. I think she's. Uh, I think she had a bit of relevancy deprivation syndrome for a while there, and she's very much enjoying that she now has some renewed status within the royal family. So good on her. I mean, exactly. the thing is about the royals, these are long lives and that they lead, and a lot of them spend a lot of time, um, you know, 
to all intents and purposes, doing quite boring things. Um, and, you know, that's part of the job. But sometimes I think it's quite nice when we see um, just we, we see a long life lived well. And I think Fergie is and Andrew actually, you know, they'll go to their graves being great mates, I think. And, um, you know, while they ha- they're not still married, it's heartening to see that they're um, they get on well for their daughters. I imagine having dinner with the four of them would be very funny. Oh, wouldn't it just? <laughs> but who knows, maybe we'll see her in one of the carriages at Trooping the Colour this weekend. <laughs> we have to. I, I, interesting to see. I think all eyes will be on Megan if she's there, mm. um, presuming she's there. But, yeah, look, it's always lovely to see them. And as I say, I love the fact that it's always um, colourful. They, I, the, I think the last time they were Megan and uh, Kate were in uh, – Pastels. One was in blue and one was in pink. So, um, although there was a lot of consternation about Megan showing her shoulders, um, <laughs> which we um, which we seem to get in a flap about, but I don't think it's of any consequence. Anyway, next time we chat, um, we'll be talking about the trooping of the colour. So we'll be able to hear exactly. all about it in our next podcast. Perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And thank you so much for joining us today, Ange pleasure thanks zoe no worries and thank you to everyone for listening for more on the royals please go to newidea.com.au or our facebook page new idea royals and of course don't forget to check out our latest royal mini mag in the current issue of new idea hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.